0: What is going on everybody out there in YouTube land, out there in podcast land, wherever land, that you may be listening, watching this live stream, or listening to this podcast as it has been recently uploaded. What is going on? It is a brand spanking new episode of Ready, Set, Action Commentaries. I am, of course, your host, Mike. And as always, I am joined by Anika Chung. Anika, what is going on? Hey,
1: Mike, I am great, man. I am just tired. I just um, was hanging out at TIFF. (laughs)
0: So, real quickly, I think both me and Anika we owe everybody an apology because, yes, uh, this past Sunday we fell asleep during the we, we were falling asleep during the movie. Oh my gosh, yes! It was it, like it, and it wasn't because it was a bad movie. It was just like it was going in the wrong direction. It just had no, there was nothing. Like it lost the magic. It really did lose its magic. But as you can see, we are back here and now. We begin a five-week journey of the critically acclaimed HBO series Band of Brothers, which of course is a 10-part uh, mini-series about the men of Easy Company and the year that they spent together in the uh, over in World War II over in Europe. And so uh, this has a very special place in my heart because this is one of my all-time favorite HBO series. And Anika has not watched this one yet So I'm excited for her to actually finally watch this But with all that being said, let's go ahead and get into it So if you would like to join along with us If you have the DVD set, go ahead and put it in Bring up Kura He Because that is the episode that we are doing right now We are doing Kurahi. He uh, Pause it at zero seconds whenever it comes up Or bring it up on HBO And actually pause it at After the uh, credits of the podcast come up and you're near the hbo uh screen and as soon as we say ready set action commentaries go ahead and press play so anika are we all set
1: i am all set man all
0: righty then well then quiet on the set quiet on the set ready Ready, set set, action
1: hbo (laughs)
0: one thing i love about this show is that they they actually got actual members of easy company to do interviews and there's a there's a mini doc there's also a little documentary that they just talked all about their experiences
1: oh wow you know i i did a little bit of research you know when you were talking about the band of brothers as was you know working on this promo trailer i started to uh Check it out. So it was actually based on a true story. Actually, at a spot, and it had something to do with saving the uh, Nazis back. Then. No, no, not saving the Nazis. I mean, saving the people on the concentration camp.
0: But- yeah, that they. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> no. we're not we're not saving Nazis no. here. Come on now. No, no, no Americans God. do not save Nazis. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but yeah.
1: <laughs> so and apparently, yeah, like I started doing some interesting, you know, research. So even with, with the cast and crew, so it looks like a lot of fun.
0: Oh yeah. And there was a and there was a really good cast, uh, good good um uh, uh cast members and everything that were part of this. Um I I honestly just love it. I, I love like the entire cast members. Um Tom Hanks' son was in uh, was actually uh in this series, of course. He
1: was yeah, uh, Colin Hanks
0: Colin Hanks was uh in this series. But you did pay dollars <laughs> a
1: month more.
0: So think about this: a hundred dollars back in 1942.
1: Oh my gosh, how much has that been Interesting.
0: Oh, I have not. And this is uh, perhaps one of the most beautiful and like one of the best parts about Banner Brothers is, of course, uh, the composers. Uh, Michael Michael Kamen was the American composer who worked on band of brothers and he was able to do all of the, and he was able to do this score. And it was just like, it gives me chills every time I hear it, because this is, this is a show where you're watching the men of easy company. Oh yeah. And there you see Donnie Wahlberg, uh, the Mark Wahlberg's oh. brothers in this one too. Oh yeah. But, <laughs> but I mean there, you, you got to think of like just what these men, really went through in just one year together and i mean it was they saw things that they that no that people shouldn't see they they did things that men shouldn't do and they did it all for one reason they did it all because their country asked them to do it and they yes. and they and they honored that call and, and they did and yeah and, and of course this is coming from the greatest generation of all time um some people nowadays like argue they're like oh you know, they are coming from a generation of racism and all and all this and, and it's just like guess what you know there was, there was no prejudice like when you went over when you went uh, overseas to fight a battle there the, there was no prejudice nobody cared who was who back then they did not
1: all they just saw was two flags
0: all they ex- exactly all they saw was two flags if you were wearing an American flag, you were a brother. If you weren't, you're getting shot at.
1: Exactly. And also, I, I do want to mention that um, the military, you know, the people that have served the country, even right now, as we speak, people that been in their 60s and 70s, like, some of them do not get the best treatment, I will say. You know, I've been seeing on the news
0: I, yeah, a lot of I,
1: military people.
0: I agree. I mean, uh, there's a lot of veterans out there, especially here in America, who are homeless, and you know the the you know this country doesn't really take take precedence or you know just look at our look at our veterans. They deserve June Fourth, 1944,
1: up pottery England.
0: Hmm. I think that is actually still a place, a pottery England. I think that's still a place. I'm not 100% sure.
1: Oh, I love the color content of this. I like the the kind of the vintage. I like this.
0: Oh, yeah. Like that's that's something. I mean, again, when it when it's Steven Spielberg, he he makes sure he goes all out when he when he makes a film he or, or does. if he makes a series. He does everything possible to make it better and to make it perfect. And by the way, oh. a Pottery. Um is actually an actual uh village in England. Oh, it's village. Hmm. I'm gonna look that up. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh mohawk? god, he was giving him a mohawk. <laughs> Damn. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't even. Th- I didn't even think a mohawk was was a thing back in the 1940s. Uh, so this was uh, this had actually this entire series uh, was made three years after Spielberg uh, had had directed and after and of course after Tom Hanks served as an executive producer with Saving Private Ryan, which is which is one of the hands down one of the greatest World War II movies of all time. Hmm. Yeah, see, I would, I even I would be frustrated right there. You getting it postponed, you you just get it into your head that you're jumping that, that night, and now you just now you're on a 24 hour standoff. Still,
1: it's hard. They're just getting they're getting ready for war. They're just sitting in the cinema, just like oh my gosh,
0: they're not even they're not even paying attention. Like they're they're not even they're not focused on on a movie. They're they're focused on something else. You always got to get, you got to give it to them because again, I don't know this from experience, but when it comes to, when it comes to, you know, the day before a battle or, or an invasion like this, all your nerves are at an all time high. All your, 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 your anxiety, even if you don't have anxiety is at an all time high.
1: I can't imagine that, you know, of course, like, you know, being at that time there, even as a woman, you're also there to serve in the military. Like, this is is a scary time.
0: It really was. I mean, uh, World War II was an absolutely terrifying time for, you know, all countries of of the world because they had no idea what was going to happen. I mean, the United States was worried about Japan overtaking us. Um, They were worried about Hitler overtaking us. I mean, they were worried about two different countries at that time. And... I mean, the, 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 countless, the countless lives that were lost in that war has to... I mean, World War II is the bloodiest war in history. And I think... I can't remember uh, how many it was. Um, I got it right here, though. But um, a total of over 24 million people were dead um, that's military. There were 45 million civilians, or excuse me, um, the, uh, in total dead uh, were over 73 million people. And you just think of that: 73 million people in the span of eight years were killed
1: man like at the time there was two people that were involved in the World War II man you had Oppenheimer and Einstein but Einstein that was not involved in with Oppenheimer's projects but it, there was like a whole craziness that was, that was happening at the time
0: exactly oh my god and it's David fucking Schwimmer
1: oh geez I recognize him
0: so, David Schwimmer here playing the role of First Lieutenant Herbert Sobel. And. Oh my god. Every single time I watch this show. Every, you are an asshole, okay? See? Like, and so. Oh no! Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Okay. No, so. Hello? Um, I actually. Wa- I was, you can hear me, right?
1: Uh oh. Oh, boy. Happen? Hold on, Mike.
0: We got a problem. Ah! Provoked, sir. Oh, for God. Sprint, oh, for God's sake, seriously, like this dude is just like Sobel is just knocking them for little things. Rusty bayonet, like, uh... kill yes, sir. Oh my god, like I wouldn't take this rusty piece of shit to war, and I will not take you to war in your condition see i think it's unbelievable that you know he's he's knocking them for every single little freaking detail you got me anika yeah
1: i'm here i'm here yes okay so yeah
0: so uh of course the, uh, of course uh the band of brothers was also uh a book as well it was it was a book and what was described this is actually from the book um the men of easy company described sobel as nothing but a hard ass who took his ranking as a sign of power and did not want to let it go and then later on later on they it was it was said in the book this is from the book by the way this is not my words but it was said that they called him the dumbest jew in america who couldn't find his mother's house on a map if it was pinpointed in black marker
1: oh my gosh you couldn't find it was mom's house jeez
0: no 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 what I, what they meant was is that he couldn't he couldn't read a map he couldn't oh. read a map and see that's another thing about basic training is everything is mental oh I'll take your dames to the movie yeah. with you <laughs>
1: Oh, the training! Actually, I'll tell you this: I've been on a military base before. You know, I got invited to one, and I got to see how everyone one works out. I oh, seen really? it myself. Yes, a, a place called Camp Borden in Borden, Ontario. I went. Oh, out okay, there. I've heard of that. Yes, it was big and um, huge, but there was a lot of cool places to explore. They had their own movie theater, and uh, yeah, <laughs> they had. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs>
0: But I mean another thing so another thing about uh Lieutenant Sobel is that was he was he a, was he a hard nose uh officer he was a hard nose officer he dem- he wanted perfection but in that same time frame he also he also ended up having the men hate him and you can't you really you can't go into battle with an incompetent leader who does not have any respect from the men.
1: Mm-mm.
0: And right like- there, uh, so one guy one of the uh one of the uh the main uh officers and of course in this in this show is of course uh uh Richard Winters right there as you saw and I believe I think I'm nope, I'm not right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out uh I'm trying to see who played uh Rick Winters. Um but no Winters was uh uh so Damian Lewis. Damian Lewis, that's who is that's who's playing uh uh now uh uh ugh, Lieutenant Winters. I got tongue-tied there for a second.
1: Uh, it happens. <laughs> Look at this great cinematography shot in the nice as we're getting ready to for more training at night.
0: <laughs> night mission. Hey, yes. What is it? Mission Spites, uh, sir. Mission sir. So we got Nine, more, <laughs> mm-hmm. nine companies. Friday night, miles pitch oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's not fun. Nah, he doesn't hate y'all.
1: Cold. I know it's like being out in the cold and it's dark. I know that feeling. Like. Cold. I just
0: you. I just you. <laughs> <laughs> no, Lieutenant Sobel doesn't hate us, he just hates you. <laughs> that was good.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, this guy
1: empty the booze. Oh geez. no,
0: that's that's not booze. That's water. Oh boy. Oh,
1: oh you know what? I, okay, never mind. Sometimes, actually, I thought they would probably have some kind of like a little bit of alcohol in there. I mean, I, I thought they did.
0: I'm oh, okay. like, if you're dealing with this guy, you definitely would need booze. I'm just being honest.
1: <laughs> okay, but okay, it's water then. Okay, yeah. But that's card, man. They got to throw the water?
0: <laughs> yep, they were forced not to drink.
1: Okay, that's. Man, every everyone has again, a basic right, Sobel,
0: Again, Sobel was an asshole. See, right there, he's like, he's like, my company. This is my company. (laughs) Again, what do you mean, make it... See, this, you know, Schwimmer, though, is actually, I need to give him a lot of credit, because he did put the character in in uh, Sobel. Because Schwimmer actually said that he read the book, and he wanted to nail this role down wanted to nail it perfectly so he read the book and he got down the character so good on Schwimmer for doing that
1: because he definitely is quite the opposite
0: let's go shit on on a shingle army like military biscuits and gravy god damn it shit on a shingle (laughs) (laughs) oh man those are the days like I said, military style biscuits and gravy. A piece of bread and sausage gravy. Let's freaking oh. go! <laughs> hey, come on! Do not knock the biscuit. Do not knock the shit on a shingle. And I will. Uh, that is that is <laughs> not that will not be allowed on this podcast. <laughs> of oh, okay. biscuits,
1: I, I like biscuits. My
0: heart... No, I. Per- I prefer biscuits and gravy, but that's just how it was in the forties. You just get the piece, you just get the piece of bread and the sausage gravy.
1: Oh my gosh! Okay, no wonder they probably were not overweight back then.
0: No, it's true. They were all fish. Well, I mean, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, well, I actually went to basic training, and you should see, you should have seen the food that we ate. I mean, I ate a bu- like we had like really fatty, like greasy food there, but at least we worked out every day.
1: Oh. No for sure that of course that helps.
0: <laughs> oh, that looks fun.
1: Climbing oh, up yeah. the- Yo! Oh, uh, oh!
0: Uh, you, got, you got like cow intestines or something. I don't know.
1: Oh my god, that's that's crazy. Just walking under that.
0: Oh. So by the way, uh the, one the that one character uh <sighs> my God this again Sobel is such a douche that's just gotta be brutal it's just gotta be so brutal to to have like I said to have an officer to have a lead officer just be so hungry for the power of his position in ranking. That he just treats everyone like dirt just because of the power. Just because the bar on his shoulders. And right here we see our first. Th- this, is, this is exactly where the bond begins. That's where the official bond right there begins.
1: The beginning of the brotherhood.
0: That son of a bitch. Jeez. Uh, freaking promoted him. By the way, uh, Dale uh, Dale Die, of course, right here playing. Jesus, uh, uh, what the hell, uh, uh, I'm... <laughs> man! I'm trying to think. Um, uh, Colonel Robert Sink. <laughs> oh, digging in their stuff. <laughs> yeah, that is that is illegal. By the way, you can You honestly cannot do that. Jesus! Oh, dude, that's illegal.
1: <gasps> Man, he's I worse than than Harry Potter's um, un- uncle, the burnt. Oh yeah, <laughs>
0: he's oh my god. He... At least he didn't I burn mean, them. I mean, he was op- He was opening a mail for God's sakes. A can? What's that? <laughs> a can of peaches.
1: What the fuck,
0: (laughs) dude? What are you? (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. So. So, yeah, I mean, that was a big no, no. When I went to basic training is it didn't matter if it was a packet of crackers. You do not steal from the mess hall. Oh, you don't. Oh, my God. Uh, so like I was trying to say earlier, uh, so Dale Dye playing uh, Colonel, Colonel Robert Sink was actually a very decorative uh, Marine veteran of the Vietnam War. And not only did he play in the Band of Brothers, he was also in the Pacific and did voice roles in the Medal of Honor series, the Medal of Honor video game series. I mean, he did he did a lot of military roles. And I always love it when veterans do that.
1: And I, I, I also like that they're also part of the part of the TV series that's that's military related, which is good.
0: I just think it's funny that Dale Dye also uh, participated in The Pacific, <laughs> right after he did The Band of Brothers. <laughs> and uh, uh, for for everybody out there who does not know, The Pacific was another uh, World War Two miniseries that Tom Hanks and Spielberg did. <laughs> Sure, you choose the meal for the men, but honestly, you know what? Cheese. Hey, military spaghetti. Who the hell's gonna complain? Nah, Who's gonna complain?
1: I, I like spaghetti, man. I, <laughs> but yeah, but not that kind. Of, that's too much, though. Like I have my own version, but
0: <laughs> oh no, 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 no! I always i got my own special recipe for spaghetti sauce. <laughs> <laughs> or me noodles with ketchup. <laughs> K- ketchup? Wow, okay. All right. Hey, we just we his own man. <laughs> I it's they're joking, Anika. <laughs> like it's it's actual sp- it's it's spaghetti, but it's not real Italian spaghetti. That's what they're saying.
1: Yes. I know. Don't want don't, we don't want to they're offending fend- <laughs> the Italians right now, the nonas are like they're like oh my gosh, they're probably freaking oh, out.
0: Lord. well, I mean there were there were a bunch there were a lot of Italians in uh easy company too. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, yep.
1: Oh, wait, Donnie Wahlberg. He was, oh, yes, the new kids on the block. He was in this. Oh, oh, wow. Okay, uh, now sorry, I'm just looking at the profile. I was like, oh, okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> I think it's I think it's really messed up of how Sobel says it was a light day for the company, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, we're running up Kurihe.
1: <laughs> they run after their meal oh my gosh they must go on a puke
0: well yeah i mean when you no, when you eat a big meal like that and then you got to do exercise like that you are you are throwing it up i know from experience i know from experience
1: oh my gosh that...
0: <laughs> it sucks it really sucks now look at that old type of plane right there man even though they're old planes they look good
1: yes what one one thing i do know for a fact that one of the most popular uh planes was the phantom the one of the fastest planes in world war ii
0: take a look at the take a look at those old style football helmets oh my god (laughs) i
1: can't believe those helmets were actually like approved
0: oh my gosh it's 19 it's 1942 what do you expect
1: and they're about to dive skydive.
0: Nope, not skydive. Paratroop.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, okay, you're right. Not skydiving. It, it, I know it's kind there, of simple, but not.
0: A, there's a complete difference between skydiving and, act- and an actual airborne jump. Oh. And you're about to see it right now. <laughs> I, mean, I, I actually got to do this. I got to do this.
1: You got to. Oh my,
0: how I got, you must have... I was, trust me, you, yeah, I was definitely terrified. Oh my gosh, how far was it? Was the jump? How long was it? 10,000 feet.
1: Oh my gosh,
0: wee. I thought it was Damn. funny because my, my, uh, my sergeant at the time. Uh, and so for everybody out there, uh, yes, I did do a jump, but I did not pass basic training. I actually got hurt. So I did not cool. pass basic training. Oh, my gosh. Now, I loved I loved that shot right there where they had the camera of the actual guy who jumped out of the plane. That was a great shot. But it's pretty cool. But so I thought it was funny because my my sergeant at the time, I told him that I was. I told him that i was you know like slightly scared of heights and he goes so am i and he ended up repeating a line from an old heartbreak from the old heartbreak ridge movie with clint eastwood and he just said in the words of clint eastwood jumping out of a perfectly good aircraft is not a natural stunt just jump out and enjoy the view (laughs) oh my gosh Yeah, so the only reason that I actually did get to do a jump, though, was um, I so I got hurt. I got hurt before uh, the time of the jumps and hey, got his wings. They got their wings. All right. You're approved now. You are certified. (laughs) Mm hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As a private, you don't really want to be shit-talking your sergeant, do you now? (laughs) He looks drunk already. (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah, so uh, my dad was able. So after I got hurt in basic training, uh, my dad was able to work with, uh, a general that he knew, and I was able to make I was able to make a jump with the uh, with the airborne. And it was definitely fun. It was. Oh fun. my
1: god, you are brave.
0: And yeah, so uh for for history reference yes the airborne infantry uh was a completely new thing to the military this was a this was basically a test unit that the military got and that is a lot that is a lot of foam on that beer by the way that was a lot of freaking foam Uh, (laughs) um but uh, getting back to what i was saying uh yeah, so the so the airborne was a completely new unit to the military. And this and this is right here is where Sobel. Oh, did you just look at his look at the two bars on his helmet? They're off centered. <laughs> oh, oh god.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh okay. That's bad. They have <laughs> messed up.
0: And see, this <laughs> is where and this is where Sobel Sobel's uh, battlefield tactics. Are screwing him because you can't <laughs> read a fucking map. Yes. Yeah. Geez, he looks scared and terrified. So right th- and this is why. And this is why Sobel. And this is why Sobel was highly criticized in, of course, the Band of Brothers book because he was an inefficient tactics leader and if he would have taken the men into battle, he would have gotten so many men killed. He, he would have screwed up way how see? he is then? see Ca- yes. case and fucking point case and fucking point. He doesn't even know how to hide his team. It's not that he doesn't know how to hide his team, is he did not he didn't know how to read a map. And he did not know how to keep his cool when it came to battlefield tactics. If you have a leader that has horrible battlefield tactics, you are going to die. He will get th- that person that officer will get you killed. But oh, and he, even he got a promotion. Nice, nice.
1: hey member replaced him. The other guy. <laughs> they wish he <him> was character. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, so Ron, Living- Ron Livingston, by the way, as you can as you can see, be, uh, playing the role right here of, uh, of Captain Lewis Nixon. Uh, he also is best known for playing uh, Peter Gibbons in the in the 1990 film, 1990 film or 1999 film Office Space. Which is Office Office Space is basically what The Office was the show The Office was before The Office even came around. <laughs> first time I ever saw the first time I ever saw Office Space, I could I still can't get over that. I still can't get over it. you. You still have my Tabler. <laughs> have you actually ever seen Office? Like, have you actually ever seen Office Space, Anika?
1: I haven't seen it.
0: No, it I've heard of it. it. It's such. It's a black comedy film. It's such. A, it's 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 such a hilarious film, and um, the funny thing is that uh, uh, the funny thing is that uh, Mike Judge d- directed the movie, and as we all know, Mike Judge is famous, of course, for being the director of Beavis and Butthead. Yes, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh. (laughs) Uh 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 Uh, That was cool.
1: Yes, yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I am am Cornwallo. I need to be for my bunghole. My my bunghole will not be denied. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh my gosh we need to probably do react to uh some somebody do america one day man oh when...
0: i was about to suggest doing Honest... like <laughs> i don't think i'll be able to stop laughing on
1: that one <laughs> honestly i wouldn't be able to man, Like,
0: <laughs> one of the big reasons is because i remember that movie and we're we're butthead's in the where butthead sees one of the president's daughter and he's like i see you have braces i have oh. braces too <laughs> 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 oh i oh and i remember this look at this like this this is the old way to travel cross country you can't fly on a plane you got to take a train
1: i was fine train so train rides to be really fantastic view
0: i feel like train rides are very underrated uh a very underrated thing like i know a lot of people who still take the train
1: and taking a train is cool, man. You get to see more views, of course. Don't get me wrong. Planes are awesome. But when you're traveling on, like, on ground, it's the cool thing. Especially on on sea, that's a whole other level.
0: Oh, yeah. Brooklyn Naval Shipyard. <laughs> so, um, a funny thing about World War II is that a lot of cruise ships, a lot of uh, uh, inter- uh, continental and atlantic cruise ships were actually turned into uh they were ended up turning into what is it the uh um uh, soldier ships basically like hospital ships and one ship in particular that was that transported a lot of uh, soldiers was, of course, the largest ship in the world at the time, the Queen Mary.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, that's one of the biggest ships. Yes, the Queen Mary. What's going on here now? What is this guy trying to do?
0: Ah. <laughs> Those life jackets are terrible. Yeah, they, <laughs> they really are. <laughs> <laughs> 10 grand a year now just again think of just how much money that is now <laughs> really wow really your brother says it's hot in Africa shut app dumbass you didn't need it you didn't need to be a rocket scientist to figure out that Africa that Africa is hot um <laughs> yeah Another, another really famous ship uh, that was part of also the Canard line uh, that, served, uh, that served as a service ship uh, was the RMS Aquitania and the Aquitania was one of Canard's more famous ships uh, because it was in service from 1914 to
1: 1950. Oh, wow. They par- they barely teach us American oh, history it. in Canada.
0: <laughs> yep, up up, fight breaking out. Uh, oh, break it up!
1: <laughs> Looks like he needs a good beating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I was gonna say like he's like fighting over Sobel. There's a new low. Yep.
1: <laughs> Alborn, England.
0: Allborn, yep, that's still a place. Look at that little town.
1: Oh, that's, that's so enchanting. That's a cute little
0: town. Okay, that's a cute little town.
1: Body combat. <laughs> Let's see how they how they fight.
0: Yep. But yeah, so right there, uh, I think that was Malarkey. I think that was no, no, that was uh, uh, William got. Uh, Garnier. Um, so Frank John Hughes playing uh, the role of Garnier, and uh, what he was ba- what he was saying was that was exactly what I was trying to what I was saying at the beginning was that a lot of the men didn't have confidence in Solble because they were showing a little bit of prejudice towards him because he's a Jew. But yeah, I mean the guy took offense that you know he's like I'm a Jew. He's like okay, so what. Well, nobody cared about offending anybody back then.
1: <laughs> no, man. Like,
0: but but I mean, yeah, I mean, like, it's kind of pathetic if you fight over an officer who you know to be an ineffective leader and then you're fighting over him.
1: Man, people are making fusses over Jews, man. Like, Jew people, Jewish people are cool. I worked with plenty of them. I even oh, had clients oh, that oh, were
0: Jews. Jew- people are awesome for crying out loud. I met a rabbi who works out at a gym. He actually, he's strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's rabbi. Uh, um... one, and here we go. Here we go again. <laughs> no, Here we go again. Sobel's Sobel's inability to read a stinking map. <laughs> what an idiot. see again he can't read a map and and again said it before and i'll say it again like i mean that was that was one of sobel's problems is that he could not read a map and again his inability to lead it really affected his military career
1: And these are some oh, these God. are the characters from the film right that from the um from the the actual character actual people they're portraying yeah, these people are, from Yeah them.
0: every every person that is in this that is in this show are the actual people like or or who the, or the actors who are playing them are actual people excuse me
1: cool I think it's major Horton's sir
0: First of all, that's a great last name, Horton. <laughs> From Dr. Seuss Horton, here, here's a who. A fence. A barbed wire fence. Oh, that dog just ain't gonna hurt. you got that bitch again. The fact that he's imitating a high ranking officer and he's a pile of shit that's being shoveled at him is unbelievable. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, it is it's unbelievable. God almighty.
1: He definitely likes playing around with them, man. Hey, that at least that's fun <laughs> on the base. <laughs> Ugh.
0: <laughs> I forgot about those long socks back then. <laughs> Dear me. <laughs> huh? God,
1: ha- hide!
0: <laughs> he tries to go one way, and that- Oh, wait a minute! Wasn't that the stupid telephone booth from uh, what's his? Oh, for God's sakes! <laughs> <laughs> oh God! You are. a you are an idiot, Sobel. Yes. You dumb son of a! Ugh. <laughs> By the way, isn't that the telephone? Isn't that the telephone booth? That uh, uh, isn't that the TARDIS? <laughs> uh, the TARDIS. <laughs> So by the way, uh, Major Horton, Major Oliver Martin Horton uh, was the lead, was a major and commander of the 101st Airborne and uh, he did not live past, uh, unfortunately he did not live to see, uh, he did not live to see uh, D-Day unfortunately, he did not live to see D-Day, he died, he was unfortunately killed by mortar fire. Uh, oh in my. Holland Or no he, he did li- No Yeah he did not live to see D-Day Sorry yeah. Uh oh
1: Wait oh I know that guy Simon Pegg That actor wait, right wait, that's si- Is that Simon Pegg It looked like him uh, Wait a minute let me see
0: I'm Am hold I, on a sec. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got all the cast right here. I got the cast right here, and I'm, I'm looking, lo- looking at it.
1: The face. I was I'm like, looking. I like Simon. Simon Pegg is my favorite actor. He's funny too. I like some of the movie all called right, Run. Uh, F- no, that is
0: that is not Simon Pegg.
1: Really? It looks like was, him though.
0: That hold on. I'm looking. I'm looking right now. So I'm looking at the television. Oh, son of a bitch! It is. It was. Yay! Oh my god! I. Oh my god! I didn't. Ha, that's un, That's unbelievable. <laughs> that is uncanny. I had. Wow. Um. I should shoot myself in the foot. Holy. <laughs> wow. Simon Pegg was in this in this series. That's unbelievable. Oh my god, that's hilarious!
1: Yeah, he has some upcoming films apparently. Oh, I'm just looking at them, but yeah, that guy is funny, man. Like,
0: <laughs> and once again, uh, Sobel is showing of how he he is he's power hungry. He's power hungry with his with his ranking because. He's nitpicking. He's nitpicking at what uh, Lieutenant Winters did. And he's... Yeah, he's going to fight. He's going to fight via court-martial. And I don't blame him.
1: It was definitely good to see him in in this series because, honestly, like he hasn't been acting as much. So...
0: I'm going to be completely frank with you is that when when someone says that they demand a trial by court-martial and they like they're that they're that much they are that determined oh (laughs) I mean but I mean I don't blame him I mean he did his duties according to what was told and again Sobel just is a complete douchebag Oh, no. And they are about to do something that can get them shot. (laughs) (laughs) So what Lipton is, what Charles Lipton is saying right now is they are against going into combat with Sobel. Here it is. And again, this this was a problem. The men did not like Sobel. They did not respect him as an officer. They did not respect him as a leader. And you cannot have, you can't have guys. Did he just like that pencil? By the way, yes. yeah. He did. That's lead poisoning. Mm -mm. Back then,
1: man, they were not scared of nothing, man. They just didn't think about no consequences. No, they
0: weren't, but. So you need to understand what the consequences of what they're doing right here, Anika, is they are going. To, they are going to the to Colonel Sink and telling them that they will not serve under Captain Sobel, and that is treason at that point. And in this time of age, they could they it they could have been lined up against a wall and shot dead for treason.
1: That's for. Jeez, Just b- back then. Oh my gosh. I did not know about that. That's that's crazy. Oh, yeah. So Oh yeah. So so even if you don't like if you feel like there's someone that is not fit to be like a leader See? and you than while
0: we for the Oh, it's it's not treason, it's mutiny.
1: Oh, I was about to say Oh, okay, mutiny. You are hereby transferred out of my so, get out. Oh, <laughs>
0: well i mean first of all they didn't disgrace the 101st it's sobel who's a disgrace they better be kissing they better be just thanking god right now that they are not getting lined up against the wall because again an active mutiny when you are about to invade Europe. I mean once again, just count yourself lucky.
1: Jeez, I did not I did not know. Okay, now now I know. I never knew that, like in inside the military, like if you someone that you did not like, you have to and you come together to say no mutiny events against this person. Boy.
0: Well now it's totally different. I mean, you're not gonna get shot for, for act of mutiny. I mean you're just going you're just going to get court-martialed and you're probably get you're probably headed out to Leavenworth which uh, uh for everybody out there who did not know Leavenworth is a military prison. Oh.
1: I did not know that. I know I know they had military prisons but wait, where is Leavenworth? Uh is it in England?
0: Leavenworth um Leavenworth. Uh, not 100% sure where Leavenworth is uh, Leavenworth Let's see, Leavenworth Prison. Uh, so United States Penitentiary, Leavenworth is in... Oh, for God's sakes, where the hell is it? It's... Oh, my God, I can't even find where it is. Oh, it's uh, uh, northeast of Kansas. Okay. Oh, so it's in, it's in Leavenworth, Kansas. Okay. Mm. Okay, getting some compliments.
1: he He fears him, Matt. I can see the look in his eye. At the same time, he's cool, but he fears him.
0: Well, first of all, you need to get... Uh, what Colonel Stink is about to do here, I respect.
1: And he runs things, you know, at the space, so. Mm-hmm. Look at his face.
0: <laughs> well, I mean... Honestly, like you, you deserve to lose easy company, dude. You deserve to lose the company because you're an ineffective leader. You don't know how to read a map, and you're going to get guys killed. I mean, there's just, I mean, there's just nothing else to say except for Sobel was, again, Sobel was just a horrible horrible officer who did not know how to lead who couldn't read a map and who just would have gotten so many people killed and it took it and it took an act of mutiny just for just for the head honcho to actually see what a huge uh what is it what, like what like a gigantic cancer if you will
1: His face is (laughs) so
0: sour. No, see? He's an asshole. Like, seriously? The men salute you, and you're supposed to salute back. You are... You know, I don't normally hate on characters, especially when it comes to historical, but man, oh, man, did I hate Sobel. And Schwimmer actually did a great job with this role because when you can act so well that you are hated, you're doing doing a good job. You really are doing a good job, okay? And I just saw uh, Neil uh, McDonahue. Neil McDonahue.
1: Neil McDonald.
0: McDonahue. Uh, McDonald. Let
1: me take a look. Oh wait, that face. Oh wait, he was at yeah. he's, he's he's at the the TIFF right now. He was at TIFF. I think he promoted a movie oh, I think was he? he was doing. At TIFF. Um forgot. But yeah, apparently he was right. there. I got to check though. It was a movie. I don't know if, he, if By the ju- way,
0: I know I know a buddy of mine his grandfather was in World War II and he had and he brought home seven lugers. Seven Luger German pistols.
1: Oh. And wow. Wow.
0: they fire, they, they fire beautifully. Oh, wow. Oh Wait, my what, gosh. What did he, what did he just say? All I heard from that, from that dude was, uh, y'all better been bun be didn't That's exactly what I heard. I couldn't understand what the hell he was saying. <laughs> 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 so yes, uh, Lieutenant Lynn Buck Compton, uh, right there, played by Neil Macdonough. <laughs> he is—he is an awesome actor, by the way. One of the first movies that I remember seeing him in was *Angels in the Outfield*.
1: I remember the movie. And yes.
0: Yeah, he played that. He played that idiot pitcher. The one who like chewed like a gigantic wad of gum. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like that gate. The movie Angels in the Outfield. Actually, it was oh, cool. Yeah, Angel,
0: yeah, I mean, I always thought it's ironic because for there was a couple baseball movies that came out in 1994, and I thought it was funny because. Oh, uh, so you'll find this hilarious. So in night, so there was Angels in the Outfield in '94. And then ironically, the following year, the Angels collapsed in a gigantic race for the American League West Division title and lost out to my Seattle Mariners. Yeah, credit to them. And then in and then Little Big League was in 1994. And the you're going to find this even more funnier, Anika. So the mother who played in Little Big League, her son is the number one prospect for the Chicago Cubs and just got called up to the big to the big leagues.
1: Oh wow! So from acting, he went into the b- baseball. That's that's impressive. That is amazing. No, 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 no,
0: no, no. Well, her her son, her son never, her son never acted. He's always been a baseball player. But it's just oh. like the mother of, like the the mom of the movie in the Little Big League. Her son that she had played baseball, and now he's uh, in the professionals.
1: Oh, Okay, I see. Okay, I get you now. <laughs> I was like, what? I'm like, okay, that is cool. <laughs>
0: speaking of baseball so i took my girl to uh the mariners game last night and i and and here's the thing i have been going to baseball games for over 25 years i had never gotten a foul ball until last night i finally i finally freaking got a foul ball oh awesome i was so happy
1: so happy you need to you need to put it at a, at a spot so that yes. Yeah. Oh no,
0: I I already I already went on Amazon and I ordered a glass case and I'm going to put on the, I'm going to put a piece of tape on there first foul ball. I'm just yes. like <laughs> like I'm going to just like put it in there. I'm not even gonna, I'm not even going to keep it out.
1: First foul ball. Nice. That's a good catch, man.
0: Oh yeah, it was it was and it was a one-handed catch too. It was one-handed. Jesus Christ. Oh my god <laughs> Good god how much crap are they carrying
1: He could be a rapper man <laughs> a military rapper the way how he how spit in bars like that
0: <laughs> He's like way too respectable
1: Yes, he had that New Yorker no, accent.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mail call. <laughs> oh, police! Police chief sent him something. When it-
1: what? What he sent?
0: Whoa! You gotta look you gotta love knowing cops huh <laughs> okay I need to do I need to do a little bit of work right now I need to just some like let's let's do some inf- inflation okay because now I'm highly <laughs> I'm highly curious so I'm doing an inflation cal- uh calculator right now Oh.
1: <laughs> so Inflation.
0: let's go ahead and look at this from January 19th. So I'm going to do January 1944, 1944, or actually let, or since it's June, I'll do June of 1944. So let's go ahead and look this up. So i oh, son of a. Hello. Okay. Oh, okay.
1: oh yeah, I'm here.
0: <laughs> oh, there it is. Oh. Okay. Why is it not giving me the ability to there it is. So I got 10 grand calculating right now. All right. Calculating for inflation, ten thousand dollars back then is the equivalent as the same buying power as a hundred and seventy-four thousand dollars four hundred and one hundred and seventy-four hundred thousand four hundred and forty-six dollars and fifty-nine cents. Oh my god. Well oh, wow. <laughs>
1: Apparently $1 in 1944 is $17 today. <laughs>
0: oh, shit. I that's just typed that. That's unreal. That's just that, I feel like that's just mind-boggling for me.
1: <laughs> is it possible to find a $1 bill from 1940s, man? Or is it, or is it oh, the same yeah, thing?
0: You, you can go to you can go to you can go to like antique shows and you can actually find old dollar bills and old coins.
1: Hmm.
0: Twenty four hour stand down. Did they say eighty thousand dollars? I don't I think I don't think I heard that. It was either eighty thousand dollars or eighteen thousand dollars. What? Oh boy! <laughs> he's like, he's like, shut the fuck up! I'm trying to watch the fucking movie. <laughs> no. Oh shit! oh no he just found out his brother was killed oh Oh. okay that's, that's why his
1: face was oh no
0: that's gotta be rough to find out that your brother was killed the day before you jump wow oh Once again, um, we get back on the score of this entire mini series, and Michael Kamen just did an incredible job with the music. And we've done we've done a lot of movies where the composers have really set the tone for either the film or the series in this case. And you know, you can make it you can make that you can make that point like with John Williams with Harry Potter. Um uh Uh. Ugh, crap. I've uh James uh James Horner for Titanic. We all I mean you remember watching that movie, Anika, and the music that James Horner orchestrated and, and produced absolutely set the tone for that movie.
1: It did, you know, honestly, it sets the mood, it makes it feel like you're there with them, you know, along that journey.
0: Exactly. And Again, and, you know, Michael Kamen did a great job at working on this film or at the, this series and the and just the absolute perfect score. And <clears> this <throat> film says
1: <throat> this this series definitely says it all, you know, the mood, the music. And it speaks to you as well, knowing that, OK, this is where they were from before. And, and now those
0: those shots right there where you just saw the guys just staring straight into the camera. That is such a that is such a great shot, and it and it and it demonstrates of how you feel it in the moment. You really feel that moment right there,
1: <clears throat>
0: Monica. Monica Sino. I'm trying to figure out what that is now. I think that's in Africa. Let's see. Monica Casino. No, yeah. that's not even a real play. Okay. I think he just read it wrong. <laughs> Let me look this up about uh, Garnier, about Garnier. So, um... Let's see. Trying to find this right here. Okay, so, yeah. So, the Battle of Monte Cassino was also known as the Battle of Rome. And, uh... Yes, Henry Garnier was killed fighting in the Italian campaign. So... Monocasino, I guess was not a place. Was it a place? Um no, no. It was not a place. But it was just but it was also but uh, the Battle of Monte Cassino was also known as the Battle of Rome where it was a series of four military assaults by the allies against Germany forces in Italy uh, during the Italy campaign of World War II. Jesus. And just realized that the, that uh, so the so the date on this is now June Ju- uh, July fifth, so, so the day before the day of all days, D-Day.
1: Yes, I remember D-Day. Oh my God, that's very another another important day in military history.
0: Oh yeah. And this, and you know, you gotta, you also got to think about, you also got to think about this, like this plane ride that they're taking. I mean, think about this: a lot of those men are not coming back. A lot of those men are never coming back.
1: The plane of no return, basically.
0: Yeah, pretty much. So there was a, a YouTuber by the name of Tom Linsky. Uh, when I when I first started watching videos on YouTube, and he made a World War II special called "Screaming Eagles," of course, which was about, of course, the 101st Airborne, and YouTube had to, YouTube had let it stay on there for over ten years, and then all of a sudden they hit it with copyright, which was a bunch of BS because there's right. such a it was it was a it was a the screaming Eagles was just intended as a school project that he did, but it did but it turned out to be one of the most viewed independent school project films that was ever put on YouTube. And then of course, but then of course, um, I believe that one got knocked out by uh, a star Wars school project film. But and here we go. They are off. Yeah. And, Be this brave is it. and this is it. This is where the, that right there is the point of no return. You are not. You, yep. That's the p- point of no return. And there you go. And I love how they and I loved how they use these old planes in this in the in this series. Like they did such a great job with all of the. The old planes, all of the uh everything about about this series is just perfect.
1: Oh, I love the color of that, you know, like
0: where it's kind of like, like Yeah, yeah. You you mentioned that right at the beginning. Like, I honestly, I love the coloration like of how they did this because it it feels like it's natural light. It, it there yeah. it feels like there is no like distortion or distillation that is put into this shot it's all natural light
1: it makes you feel like you are you know actually watching you know like clips from 1944 but not really but it just kind of gives that that no
0: theme. i i if no it does look like you're actually watching it from 1944 and it's and it's and it's in color you're yes. ab- you are absolutely right on that It's a long flight to France. I'll say that like,
1: these men have been through so much in the beginning. They were acting all like rebellious jerks and all that in the beginning, thinking like, "Oh, this is nothing." And then everything gets serious as weeks and months go by yep. for training.
0: And now this is. And now they know. Now they know. So the planes that of course the military uses now is of course the C thirty the C thirty one uh Globemasters. And I've actually flown on one of those at one point in my life and you know it's pretty spacious in there. And it's also one and it's also the one time that I fell asleep on a plane that I got some of the best sleep of some of the best sleep of my life on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I don't know how I did it. I, I really don't know how I did it. Oh my God! Look, <gasps> that's a br- that's an incredible shot, because not o- right there, not only do you see hundreds of planes, but look at the ships, the battleships heading to Normandy for the invasion of D-Day. Oh my gosh! Jeez, soldiers, sailors, and airmen of the Allied Expendent Expendentary Force. You are about to embark upon the great crusade towards which we have striven these many months the eyes and the world the eyes of the world are upon you good luck and let us all beseech the blessing of almighty god upon this great and noble undertaking general Dwight D Eisenhower supreme oh, allied wow. commander well said oh my gosh all right, that is uh, episode one of uh, Band of Brothers, and uh, Anika, I kind of, before we get into episode two, because we are about to, we're just about to tune into episode two, we have another one coming up here, so I'm curious, Anika, how you liking Band of Brothers so far, just after, you know, just the first episode?
1: I think, you know what, first time watching it, this is definitely quite entertaining i'm gonna say i was funny i think in the beginning we're just starting these these men you know they're leaving their homes you know the comfy lifestyles in america and apparently you know it's the start of, of world war ii and they're thinking like okay this gonna be nothing you know we're, we're gonna we're gonna do this and, and then come home but then as you starting to train and then they started to hear like what they're actually coming coming against you know being prepared and just as i said you know basic training and dealing with people the corporals you know those drive them crazy but i think when time exactly. comes when they are at the final destination of their lives now where their lives are going to change forever and now entering the plane of no with no return basically preparing for war i think it's when you start to see them start to become more mature now they're not actually like no teenagers now they're actually like men so
0: exactly okay. Alrighty, folks. Well, that is episode one of Band of Brothers, but uh, just be patient because here in 10 minutes or uh, 15 minutes, we have episode two. So go ahead and stay tuned. But for episode one, that is a cut, wrap and print.
1: That's all, folks. We'll see you again.